were bad, but now they're okay. Only me or my, you're the apple of my eye, girl. I never loved one like you. Found you hiding here, so won't you take my hand, darling? There's nothing that can stop you from becoming popular, Lar. I am your host, Voice of 18, and today we're doing another one of the fun special podcasts where we're going to take a look at Kurt's story, um, season four and beyond, and kind of fill in the blanks a little bit and see what his story has to hold on the stuff that we didn't see on screen. So um, joining me are some really great guests, and I will let them introduce themselves. Hi, my name is Kelly. Um, I'm Kurt McKinnon on Tumblr. Um, I don't have an, um, what's the other site they're doing? Um, I don't have one of those accounts, but um yeah, that's me. And I'm Julia. I'm Redhead Gleek on Tumblr as well. And uh, I am Wow, and I'm Wow Bright everywhere. Well, not I mean, I'm not everywhere, but everywhere that I am. <laughs> that is who I am. <laughs> like Tumblr AO3. Oh, gosh, I think I filled my life journal up. So, hey, if you're a life oh, journal. You do. I'm, I'm, I yeah, not a good... It. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's not a good way to 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 actually talk to me, but I would. I guess I get a notification if somebody commented. So, so um, and and yeah, I love cool. Kurt. <laughs> yeah. Yay! So the reason we were um, we were talking about this. Uh, um, I originally wanted to do these podcasts primarily for Kurt and, and we're going to kick it off with season four and that just, he wasn't in it very much. And we kind of wondered what he was up to and how we could kind of connect the story beats a little bit better. And um, so just as a jumping in on point, we've got Kurt, we've got Kurt, you know, getting to New York. And I guess let's maybe we just some kick around some head cannons or where would you guys like to, is there something that you guys wanted to 
a topic that you guys wanted to jump off with or I think I wanted to mention that, you know, from the very beginning, I noticed Kurt's absence so much in season four, you know, in season three, he had a lot of background moments. We talk about him in the background of the choir and, you know, every once in a while the camera would pan past him and I was just always aware of his presence and so it took me a really long time to get settled into season four because um, of his absence, you know, that I didn't have that camera pool um, in the in the choir room or on performances like I used to have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, and so much of the New York stuff is so truncated and so focused on Rachel right. that there's just not a lot to, to pick off from. And it's interesting when I went back to watch season four, I noticed that the first half all the way through Christmas, he does get a, 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 an arc. It's not a big one, but it's there of, uh, you know, Kurt kind of trying to struggle in his way to find, you know, his place in Vogue and in New York and auditioning for Nyata. But then after that, we kind of have this big giant open space. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Well, well, and it's also that, you know, the stories, particularly in New York, they're they're very episodic and very arc-driven. There's not a lot of storytelling that's going on in the background like there there was in season three in particular. Um, So, yeah, there's not really room for Kurt to have those background spaces to fill up. Correct. Um, Yeah. So So I've got um, Pam's... um, um, uh, timeline here that she did up for um, the, the, um, trying to figure out the, the timeline after um, the Wemma wedding because mm-hmm. then it starts to get kind of wonky. Um, so we got so. Oh, after I do well, let's before yeah. we even do that part of it, let's talk about between Christmas and you know I do and him meeting Adam, and I think that's an interesting little sandbox to play in for a second because you've got Kurt who you know, may or may not have slept with Blaine at Christmas, but did make, you know, steps to reconciliation. And then we've got him and Sadie Hawkins where he meets Adam and that's probably relatively quickly after Christmas. So I guess it's kind of an interesting thing. Like what is going on with this Adam stuff as the clean stuff lays over it? What is going on with that Adam stuff? That was like a very under. <laughs> oh, now I know what we were ta- when. I, uh, now I think I know how we um, brought this up before. Okay. Um, other in the makeover podcast because we were talking about that guy. Um, what was his name? It was the Chase Madison. Oh, the Chase. The guy, oh, yeah. He, were, he was supposed to be. We were talking about Kurt's um, season four mid game love interest. Um, and then I guess, I guess that that office guy. He was supposed to be. He was supposed to be the love interest of then Adam. So I got the impression that the, that Adam was supposed to be a bigger character. Very much so. So I'm not, and they I, just kind of, just kind of fizzled. So I think um, there were a couple of things that happened in real life that kind of caused that character's arc to fizzle. One was the controversy with Baby Got Back. I don't know if you oh, all yeah. remember, but yeah, there was a yeah. lot of controversy at that time of. Um, plagiarism of the song that the the person who um, made the arrangement um, I think sued them. I don't know if it ever no, it went anywhere, but there was a lot of 
Can, um, the, so the thing with Baby Got Back, so it was a cover. Uh, it was a cover of a cover, mm-hmm. and covers do not apparently have the same copyright protection. And so uh-huh. legally, like, so ethically, they did something bad. Legally, they they didn't do anything wrong. And so he didn't really have. He couldn't. I. I I think he may, yeah, he wasn't able to sue or anything. What he ended up doing was selling his version like on iTunes and giving all the proceeds to, I don't remember what the charity was, but something that Glee fans would like, (laughs) you know, the LGBT thing or something, you know? Yeah, it was um, BH1 Save the Music Foundation and the It Gets Better Project. Oh, okay. It's got that okay. project. Mm-hmm. So I, I have a question. Just, sure. Like, is, would anybody be listening to this who needs us to, like, just give a brief overview of what Kurt, Kurt's arc was in season four? Or is anybody listening to this? Oh. They know that. I mean, I, it wouldn't hurt. I mean, just if it helps you guys too. I mean, like, um, it's been so long. I, the, for the first half, um, we've got, you know, at the end of season three, We've got Kurt, who has been rejected from Niata, so he's been moping around Lima. And at the end of episode one, he decides to go back and um, or, or decides to go out to New York, prompted by Blaine, prompted by his dad. So he goes out to New York, and he's with um, he's with Rachel. He kind of stays in the background, but then he does get in the third episode. He gets a job at Vogue. And that starts to take up his time a lot. And therefore, Blaine feels neglected. And he goes off and does Blaine things. And Kurt's kind of, like, wrapped up in his world so that when the breakup happens, he's kind of blindsided that Blaine cheated. And um, so he kind of, you know, uh, he's going through that. Um, We don't really get to see a lot of the breakup fallout on Kurt's side, but we do know that he's kind of going into a depression. Um, he's taking ambient and, uh, watching notebook all the time. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, and, um, and then he is, um, then, you know, I guess we don't, we don't really see much, do we? Cause then after that is when they Blaine calls them and they have a phone call and they kind of start a path. But I guess it's like that time period post breakup, we don't really see a lot of what he's doing. Um, yeah, I think he's like on for a few seconds during Glee, just to yeah. tell Lane to leave him alone, um, and to and to look like he's about to cry while he's watching them perform in Greece. But yeah. Now, do you guys? Let me throw this out there. Do you think it would have been? I mean, it's always beneficial to have more Kurt, but do you think that there would have been always <laughs> some interesting beats in there between? what we saw in the breakup in Glee and then the, the Thanksgiving stuff, I mean, to see more of that process that Kurt was going through, or do you think that they uh, put enough in there that the story makes sense? Uh, what, what episode is he, does he get to Niata after Thanksgiving? Um, no, he gets to Niata. Oh, after, no, no, you're right. Cause after Thanksgiving, um, after he reconciles with Blaine is the swan song is where he does his audition and he gets in, um, and number nine in Swan Song. Okay. And that's kind of the mini Kurt arc of the first half. So. Okay. okay. So, so yeah, it, of course, yes, it would be, it would have been better with twice as much Kurt, three times as much Kurt. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> I, I mean, it would have been nice to, to have seen a little bit more of, 
you know, how, how he's moving in New York from that depressed state to a little bit more of one where he can be accepting to, to Blaine and introduce him back into his life. Cause we don't really get to see much of that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, we do hear later on, like in season five and six and whatnot, we hear Kurt talk about, you know, when he first got to New York, he went out and he explored and, and I mean, I guess when he got there, what kind of things do you think he was doing? Because we don't, it's so racial focused. We don't even see a lot of Kurt um, when he first gets there. So do you guys think that he's going out all the time and like just seeing new things and doing all the touristy things? And I don't know. I mean, what are your head yeah, for that? that? Nice that they showed like him and Santana, like going to a gay bar or something, or even Rachel could join them or just like doing something besides sitting home, watching the golden girls. He, he apparently went to the bodega a lot, and he, um, <laughs> he mentioned that at some point. And then he and he drinks a lot of um, sparkling water, and so that does not involve leaving the house. Um, <laughs> I think probably he's going out on his bike a lot because, well, that's mm-hmm. just what you know. They have these bikes, so if they have the bikes, they're probably using them. So maybe that's how he's exploring by foot and by bicycle. I don't know. But yeah, I don't know where he's exploring or what, you know. Yeah. Uh, Well, and he also says in the breakup episode, and I don't know if this is a thing that he just threw out or how true you guys think this is, but in the breakup episode, he tells Blaine, you know, I've had temptations too, but I didn't act on any of them. Um, Do you think that he is a meeting or is just the chase guy? Or do you think there's other people that he was meeting? But, you know, he's like, no, I have a boyfriend. It's all good. Yeah, I don't even know what that means. I, I, that to me just felt like a generalization. Like, I, I didn't feel, I don't know, maybe there was something specific, but I think maybe just like, oh, that, that is cute. Oh, yeah, I'm boyfriend. You know? Or, and also, like, he's so conservative in some ways that I think that he would view checking somebody else out as being a temptation. You know, where I'm like, oh, you're just like appreciating them, no, them aesthetically. What? Oh, um, you're breaking up. Can anyone, can anyone else hear that? Static? Was, yeah, oh, wow, it's just a little bit breaking up there. Yeah. Is this better? That's better. It is, yes. Okay. Yeah. No, you want to repeat it? He, yeah, that I... Kurt is so conservative in some ways. I think mm-hmm. that he would just view like checking out a barista or, you know, be like, Oh, hottie, you know, as, <laughs> as a temptation and, and not be, you know, as, as opposed to people who would just be like, Oh yeah, I'm just appreciating that somebody's hot, you know, that's, and that's not really mm-hmm. any threat to my relationship. He might be like, Oh, I shouldn't think that because I'm, in a relationship, but uh, I, that that's more how I took it, but I could be wrong. Oh, yeah. I have no set. No, I think I would that. agree with that. Yeah. yeah. Um. So, yeah. And, and then the, like, post-breakup stuff, I feel like... Because we, we saw Kurt's process a little bit in season five after Finn's death, where he kind of just goes inward on himself and he kind of watches the stories and eats ice cream and whatnot. And I feel like that's yeah. probably a lot of what he did post breakup between this and going to Niata. Um, yeah. So um, we do, I mean, it's always great to see more, but I, I don't know if there's a lot of like, leaving the house stuff that he did in that time period. Um, But yeah, so that I guess brings us to, you know, we've got Christmas. Um, I know we've had a lot of discussions about whether or not he slept with Blaine. 
um, up to interpretation. Oh, sorry, can we go back to the breakup? Oh yeah, go ahead. I think the part that like I I would have liked to know because I I interpreted this I think a lot differently than other people did, and I and you know I think it's just how basically on how you see the character and it mm-hmm. you read between the lines. But for I I guess I would like to know if Kurt was feeling detached or whatever from Blaine before the breakup or not. I mm-hmm. got the impression he wasn't. And him ignoring Blaine's phone call at the work event, like I I would ignore phone calls from anybody. I didn't mm-hmm. you know, from my whatever. Uh, you know, from the president oh yeah, well definitely from the president of the United States. But um <laughs> yeah. so, <laughs> something else. You know, I'm not gonna answer the phone when I'm doing something else. But I guess, you know, he's younger, he's a different generation. To me that so I just took that as Oh yeah, I'm at work. I need, or you know, it's an it's an internship. But I, you know, this these are this is where my focus needs to be at this moment. That it, I, to me, I didn't take that as a diss on Blaine or feeling distant from Blaine. But I know a lot of people took that as obvious foreshadowing. And it, it, on Kurtz, I, it's it's a little bit of foreshadowing because obviously neglected because of his issues but um i don't know did did anybody else feel like i i think kurt was feeling distant or no no i don't really i think that kurt went to new york thinking you know i'm gonna not even really thinking of blaine and i don't mean that in a bad way but like hey i have a relationship i love my partner this is going to be fine. He's eventually going to be with me. I My worries are getting into the school and making my future happen. And he kind of puts Blaine yeah. on the back burner. And if anything, he is kind of ignorant that Blaine is going through stuff. But at the same time, right. I don't think that it's Kurt's responsibility to make Blaine happy. I feel like, you know, and not... I do think it's, you know, a, a not like to put all of the blame on Blaine or anything, but I do think, you know, sometimes you do have to be like, Hey, we have this problem. I feel like, you know, you're not paying attention to me enough. That is something that Blaine needed to say. And he did it because I don't think Kurt was ever aware that things were an issue. He's like, he he's so concerned with all of his future stuff and whatever that he wasn't really even thinking about his relationship because to him, that was solid. At least that's my take on it. Yeah, well, yeah. I think before that, before the breakup, Kurt had this this like rosy view of relationships and love and romance and everything's going to be perfect. We're going to be together. Blaine had told him to go to New York, so he figured that everything's good, that they, they could be together. They could be together after and, you know, they weren't going to have any problems and they were. he was just still kind of in that fantasy. Then he got a wake-up call, I guess, with... Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, basically, I do agree with you, Wow, on that one. Okay. <laughs> yeah, okay. I think it completely blindsided him. I mean, I'm, mm-hmm. I, I think there was, you know, feeling some distance of, you know, but it, it, I don't think he was pulling away. Yeah. No. Thanks. Yeah, no problem. That's what we're here for. Um, <laughs> so, um, so yeah, so we get up through Christmas and, and like, yeah, if you guys have anything that you guys wanted to add about this time period, I didn't really personally, but, um, I, I just see Kurt in such a depressive state, situational, depressive, depressive state that, 
um, he didn't really do much and he probably just buried and he did work and he did, you know, studied for, or did his Niata stuff. And then he gets into Niata and I think that's where things change a bit. And, um, I don't know if you guys wanted to talk about the Christmas debate again. I know we've done it on the podcast, but if you guys wanted to say anything on, you know, how reconnected did Blaine and Kurt get at Christmas, uh, I can yeah. see it both uh, well, ways. I wrote, yeah, me too. I wrote the fic where they didn't get together, <laughs> but then, but I meant to write the also the fic where they, you know, the 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 porny one. So I don't think I ever got around to it. But yeah, <laughs> I, either way, it it is. I feel like there's. I mean, I feel like I know how Canon wants us to read it, which is they it wasn't like wasn't but at the same time you can make a case for either thing but then we get yeah so then we get post and up to oh oh sorry oh go ahead oh no it wasn't the case for it like the stuff that blaine said later and then well yeah but i just thought that they meant because just knowing how glee writes i i kind of saw it as blaine was saying hey isn't it a coincidence we were on together you know for these holidays because we're family and we're holiday like not as sleeping together specifically just because Mm -hmm. glee tends to be a little bit more pg in its in approach to things but you can totally read that line any way you want so that's that's what yeah Uh, my own idea of them getting together on christmas but I keep thinking, Bert is right there. And there <laughs> yeah, is a wall in this apartment. I like the sleeping together thing because it makes the Adam stuff way more complicated and juicy. But, yeah, <laughs> Bert was freaking there. <laughs> um, maybe maybe Bert walked to the bodega at some point. <laughs> <laughs> maybe they sent Bert to a hotel. I don't know. So... Um, so yeah, um, so we get into, Kurt gets into Niata and he gets into Adam and I'm sure you guys have a lot of conversation about Adam that you'd like to, so I'll open the floor if you guys want to talk about that. Yeah, I wanted a lot more Adam, the amount of Adam and the way it just kind of drifted away was very disappointing to me. Um, you know, I, I liked the actor, that was part of it, um, and I mean, yeah, sure. It was <laughs> opportunity for people to write different fix where Adam was like, Adam, Adam was the perfect man and others where he was just horrible and they all fit into camp. <laughs> right. But, um, I, I felt like it, there needed to be more cause I wanted, but also because I wanted to know what was going on more with Kurt emotionally, how he was dealing with his, um, you know how much of it was. Uh, oh my God, I I I can't even remember what's that thing when you break up with somebody and then you start sleeping around or having it. Uh, un- Thank you. <laughs> wow, I can't believe I forgot that. You know <laughs> how much of it was rebound? How much of it was like? Did he genuinely like this guy, or was it more like he was just oh my God, you know, so flattered? Mm-hmm. Uh, Mm-hmm. Uh, and and like how how big of a crush was it? Like it seemed like a pretty big crush, mm-hmm. and it just seemed like it disappeared, you know. And it, and that to me. But. Well, and I think there's this really interesting story there about how 
like, yeah, here's this, you know, and I, I, you know, I'm one of those people that like, when it was airing, I was like, oh, Adam, why are we doing this? And now that I'm past it, now that I'm more, I've, I've studied the story a lot more. I'm like, oh, we didn't get enough Adam. There'd be so much more interesting story to tell here if we had him more, because you have this story where Kurt is coming off this breakup of this really huge relationship. And here's this guy and he's cute. And I do think Kurt was genuinely interested in him. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not going to Blaine and I were just this like huge thing. And he's my first love. And it was just like, Oh, this big thing. And here's this cute British guy. He likes me. Maybe something can happen. This is kind of fun and lighthearted and he's funny. And he sings these really ridiculous songs. Let's go with it. And, and the story, to me anyway, being, you know, let's try to make it work. And, you know, he's still, you know, having a, some kind of relationship with Blaine throughout all of this. And mm-hmm. being able to be like, yeah, where are Kurt's emotions? What is going on? Like this pull between, well, this new guy is somebody I do like and I am trying to make it work. But there's Blaine. And it's such a complex emotion stuff and stuff there. And, that, oh, man, what the show did not give us. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, that would have been really great. I would have liked that. I also would have really liked, even beyond just Adam, would have been, you know, Kurt trying to fit in or find his place in Niata, um, particularly with the apples. You know, you Mm -hmm. have the one scene where he where he or hears about them. We don't actually see him join the apples, you know, and I just. You know, there was so much potential there with the apples that we all thought something was going to develop with it, that we were going to see a Niata Glee Club kind of mirroring what was happening in in Ohio, and we just didn't get any of that. And that, yeah. to me, is one of the things that I miss the most, even more than um, Adam, who I, I agree, I actually really liked the character, and I liked having this mid-season um, love story temptation that was more than just missing Blaine. Um, and so, but I really, really wanted to see him start to fit in to Niata and finding his place there. And we get some glimpses of it, you know, with the the winter showcase. No, winter show, What what is it? The winter I think it was the sing off thing, whatever, whatever it was. Yeah. Oh, you know? the Midnight Madness. Oh, Midnight yeah. Madness. There we go. Yeah. Where, you know, he's, you know, you see him interacting with some of the other people, although it's, he doesn't ha- seem to have friends until season five, besides <laughs> Adam. Um, and so, yes, I really, I really would have liked that kind of development. Yeah. to happen over season four. I really wish we had gotten the apples and the New York glee club. Yeah. Yes, I agree. I feel like Niata was another thing that was supposed to be a bigger storyline. They built a whole set for it and everything. All right. Well, they, they had a set for it anyway, but I felt like that was supposed to be bigger in that. Mm-hmm. Um, after, after the, after season five, the first episode, they just kind of, Okay. Yeah. Um, well, and it, it, it's like there's so much Rachel that they had to focus on that you see yeah. little bits of what they probably were hinting at with the Kurt stuff with, I, and nobody wants to talk about Rachel and Brody, but like, and, and I think Adam <laughs> is a much more interesting character than Brody was, but um, yeah, this whole like trying to start a life in New York and, and we just didn't get to see Kurt trying to, you know, assimilate himself into the city, into his job, into his school trying to have this new relationship and 
having all these really complex feelings about, you know, not just missing Blaine, but maybe missing his dad and maybe missing, you know, mm-hmm. where, you know, have been feeling alone because Rachel is off with naked Brody. And, um, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, I, I would have loved that. more of that. Yeah. Well, we had to spend time on Rachel and her somewhat homoerotic interaction. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that would have been way more interesting. That they had way more chemistry together than she did with the Brody guy. Yes. <laughs> oh my god, I forgot about that. Um, but yeah, so I I think that Adam gets a bad rap sometimes both ways because I do see, you know, he either he's this ultimate villain, horrible guy, or they turn him into nice guy TM, or he is like the most perfect human being, and and I I do like the the M. Um, the um, grayness that he could have had. He could have been mm-hmm. a perfectly fine person and mm-hmm. the relationship would have been perfectly fine, not perfect or not horrible. And it's more about the choice that Kurt has to make with himself on which direction he wants to go in, in his life. And yeah. that is the story that I feel like we didn't really get to see. Yeah. And it would have been yeah. nice to see, because then I would have felt a lot better at, well, jumping ahead of season. You know, oh, but yeah. I would have felt more confident about when when he and Blaine get back together. That it's that, that Kurt feels like it's a choice, not just, oh, I just have to do it because it's destiny. <laughs> not, that, not that he had that expression on his face, but you know. No, no, no. It's... I, the thing is, yeah, because there's so much of it, season four becomes Blaine's point of view. And I get, like, I don't begrudge that at all. I love Blaine, and, and it's good to see you since, you know, we didn't really get his point of view for most of seasons two and three. But with Kurt, I mean, we basically go from a Kurt from Christmas, and he meets Adam, and then, uh, and Kelly, you can tell me if I'm wrong or not with my timeline, because you've got it up. But we got... Um, Valentine's Day is the Wemma wedding and Mm -hmm. kind of out of nowhere he just hooks up with Blaine and I would have liked to see have I mean I know it's a fun little surprise but I would have liked to see some you know process to Kurt I mean what you know what got him back into that car making out with Blaine and I know we have a million fanfics on it but still like um and what does Kurt feel about the like what does Kurt feel about Adam at this point that he feels okay? Cause here, this is my thing. Like Blaine cheated on him and that's why they broke up. And here he has this kind of pseudo relationship going and he is having sex with his ex-boyfriend. I mean, where are the lines here? Which is, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> of course it's all gray and I, I don't hold people to like, you know, strict expectations and stuff like that. Cause people are, you know, uh, they have uh, the, that kind of um, hypocrisy about them, but um, yeah. So, and then we get the stuff, and then we get. Well, let me throw this out here because now that we've we've got the post I do stuff, and Kurt still has these really strong feelings, and we don't really do anything until um, we don't really get any more reconciliation between Blaine and so wonderful, which in my timeline, I think is what March or April. So it's not very long, but in that time we still have Adam and yes, it kind of fizzled out, but do we think that, you know, did they sleep together and Kurt's just like, "Ah, okay, this isn't what I wanted or, you know, how it doesn't get an ending. And I think it deserved an ending and development better than it did. So what are your guys' thoughts? 
I think he actually dated and slept with Adam. I think Adam was a boyfriend, although maybe not before I do. Yeah. That's what I think, because that's the way to do a rebound. And, (laughs) you know, but, you know, I, I could be swayed by other arguments. I just... You know, I feel like he really wanted to be overblamed, so he's going to really try to make it happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and then at some point, he gave up on being overblamed, but of, of trying to be overblamed, but it's not really clear when when that yeah happened. when that distinction happens. And you get the I get the feeling that in guilty pleasures, he starts sleeping with the the boyfriend pillow. So I feel like that at that point, Kurt has made his decision because like, if yeah. you have a choice between, you know, spending the night and being with this person that you're in a semi relationship with or with a boyfriend pillow, I feel like the choice, the, the, the <laughs> commentary the is made pretty, there. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, still just that complexity of a Kurt story. And I've seen a lot of fic authors take it on, which is kind of cool um, about, you know, what does, how does that choice happen? And, and you're right. When does he really start to feel, and I will make the argument that like this kind of, the issues kind of go all the way through season six and that's why they break up a second time. But, um, like, you know, in Wonderful, we get Kurt saying, you know, I'm not going to hook up with Blaine. And then in two episodes later, they're engaged. So it's like, okay, what's going on there? Like, is it just because his dad is, like, in a bad place and he just wants to make sure his dad's okay? And once that happens, he's fine? Or, I mean, what what do you guys think is going on there? I I, I think he... I personally think the the I'm not going to hook up with him was more saying that he wasn't going to go casual, you know, that he's done casual with the, the, I do, you know, where he's going to sleep with the ex and he does casual with Adam where he's semi dating him, semi sleeping with him and then stops. And I just think that that statement was more to say that if something was going to happen, it was going to be on a more deeper intimate level. Yeah, I agree. His slutty phase was over. <laughs> Short-lived. Such a short one, I know. Yeah. Well, well that's... I mean, and I'll bring up, you know, and you know how I feel about it, but I, I will bring it up. Previously on aired Christmas, and I don't <laughs> think that it's completely out of the... While I don't particularly like the episode, I don't think it's out of character for anything that he did in that episode. And no. even so, I do think it... It's unfortunate they didn't let Kurt have that, that it be a positive experience, right. you know, yeah. as opposed to, I mean, like, why did they have to punish him for doing that? I, I understand the frustration yeah. with that. So mm-hmm. we don't know. But I think Adam is supposed to be that positive experience. Yeah. We just didn't see it. And left it on a sour note. So. Yeah. 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 Um, but that happens. I mean, I mean me- that's real life. I, yeah, but we don't, well, of course, they probably left it on a sour note, too, but I would have liked it to be an explicit sour note rather than it to be the read-between-the-lines thing where half the fandom was like, yeah, so what was it? It was like Adam reaches for Kurt's hand and says, let's let's yeah. make a romantic memory for ourselves or whatever, and, like, to me, I see Kurt being, like, holding himself in, like, Adam invading his body space mm-hmm. without realizing he's doing it. Um, and I'm like, oh, well, that relationship is doomed just from the body language. Yeah. <laughs> um, but then other people are like, oh, like, 
oh yeah. So that was, Adam was really sweet and this is relationships going to work out great from seeing that scene. And I just was like, oh, well it, it, yeah, to me, I it was just, it would have been nicer just to have it. It's yeah. Uh, well, and, and like <clears throat> you mentioned earlier it, and more explicit commentary on what Kurt was feeling towards the end of the season to make the, because yeah, it isn't, I don't think Kurt was forced into anything that he didn't want to do. And he loves proposals and he loves Blaine and whatever. But at the same time, there are a lot of issues and they do crop up in season five, but there are a lot of issues going into that, you know, engagement that they didn't address. And it would have been nice to see Kurt being like, you know, uh, we see it a little bit in love, love, love when they're driving to the, um, to the proposal and we get Kurt who is like, I don't know if I'm ready for this. And in the mm-hmm. moment he's swept up and it's romantic and he loves Blaine and et cetera, et cetera. But to get some of that at the end of season five, where he's talking to anybody, I think that's the other problem. He just doesn't have any conversations with anyone. He, he Rachel right. is off in her Brody issues. Um, Santana really isn't a friend. Blaine is the person he's having. So he, he has Isabel who is not really there. I mean, she's a guest star. So we don't get to see how he's feeling about any of this. Yeah, yeah, it would have been nice if, if Kurt had gotten to have, like, friends other than his group from Ohio. Yeah. Like, yeah. even well, yeah, like, really the only other character I could think, like, Mercedes had a group of friends um, she didn't know from before, and Blaine had Elliot. But it would have been nice for Kurt to have someone else he could talk to. Blaine had Sam. Yeah, Elliot's Kurt's friend later on. We'll get to Elliot. Yeah, and I guess... From the Blaine storyline, I mean, I wondered how much, or like the the quickness of them getting back together and the, I mean, I'm assuming that they were talking on the, you know, on the phone or whatever and Skyping as friends between that time. I don't think it was just like, boom. (laughs) Yeah, um, no, I agree. But, you know, I think, and maybe this is part of the issue with Adam too, like I think maybe part of, Kurt wanted to just do the casual thing, but like with Finn's death, he's also having these issues with Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. like needing something more permanent and more solid, Um, you know, and having people that he trusts around and he has a hard time trusting people Mm -hmm. or, you know, like on that fundamental level in the first place. And so I just wonder, it's like, you know, I need people who I can be myself around and, but I'm not in a place where I can go find them or build that. I don't know. No, it makes sense. I agree. Oh, kind of going off something you said earlier. Wow. Though just on a writing point of view, I think one of the other problems, and I think season four is the worst time that they do it is that they had a tendency to parallel everything with Finchel and Klain. So Finchel would get the big storyline and Klain would get the, the watered down version of it. So like, you know, like the Brody stuff with Rachel was the big thing. And then Kurt and Adam was like the watered down B, you know, section of that. And and so we were supposed to, yeah. Is that the only reason they broke up? Because, Rachel and Finn were breaking up? Probably. Pretended, yeah. um, <laughs> <laughs> too. Probably because R- Ryan Murphy wanted to, like, destroy fandom, too, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. But um, So but we get all of these stories where you have to almost infer from the Finchel storyline 
what they're attempting because I know in the I do, for example, there is this, you know, Finn gives this kind of, well, somewhat cringy speech to Rachel about how we're endgame and OTPs and whatever. And, you know, you're my wife and it's, ugh. And Blaine's is watered, what he says to Kurt is watered down. And I know people had a little bit of criticism of that too. He's like, you know, we're always going to be together, whatever he said. And, but it's just an echo of what Finn was saying to Rachel earlier, which was supposed to be framed as romantic, even though it wasn't, which is its own issue. Um, and so I feel like Glee is expecting you to infer one storyline because they're telling it in, a, in more detail in another, which I don't think is great storytelling. But I feel like that's one of the reasons why we were having such issues within season four. Right. Oh, and now I just realized I jumped ahead to season five in the middle of talking about season four. Oh, that's oh, fine. Sorry. <laughs> no, we're allowed to Trying to psychoanalyze okay. Kurt in the wrong way. Well, it still applies in some other way, I'm sure. <laughs> well, it was still pretty much the same. It was still the same. No, no same thing. So. Yeah, no, you didn't do anything wrong. <laughs> I do it all the time. Um, before we wrap up season four, can we talk about Shooting Star just for a little bit? Yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely. Like reaction to that might have been. I can understand why the episode had to center on McKinley. I just, I just wonder, like, what? How did the others? How did Lane and I... other friends react? Did that affect anything? I mean, I don't think it affected Kurt. <laughs> like, I I think that Kurt's story is so separated from McKinley at this point mm-hmm. um, that I, we and we talk because we did the Blaine podcast already, and we, even talking on the Blaine podcast, we didn't really factor that in as much as one might think. I feel like that story was primarily to get us invested in the new characters. Um, whether right. that worked or not is a whole different thing. But I think... Remind I, me of Shooting Star? Which Shooting Star that was, was? was 8 four eighteen, and it's the one with the fake school shooting. Yeah. I mean, I honestly, I feel like it's something that wouldn't affect the New York characters that much anyhow. Because it's like, oh, we were locked in the school. We thought there was a shooter. There really wasn't. Yeah. Or, you yeah, know, it's hard it to was... gauge how emotionally they would have reacted. Right, because that, to me, I mean, I at least I could see and feel their emotion, but, you know, it was something that ended, and they all left safe mm-hmm. without anybody being injured, and certainly in this day and age with all of our kids getting in lockdown situations quite often, I, I'm sure it felt very traumatic for them. I'm just not sure that it really would have been something that would have affected the New York characters at all. Well, and even with Blaine, what we were talking about was more so Blaine's urgency to get Kurt back and and to do the marriage stuff was to basically put a ring on it and be like, okay, I got a ring on it. We're good. We're not going to, you know, Mm -hmm. more so than the implied there was a school shooting. We have to live every day to its fullest type thing. I mean, there's a little bit of it there, but I don't know if I necessarily see it being too much of an effect, especially when... I, and I hate to, God, I hate to frame it this way, but it, they were fine. Like, there was not right. a shooter. Nobody died. Yeah. I, I think and that I Finn's think death has it. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah. Oh, no. I think from the New York perspective, it it might have made a big impact if they found out during the lockdown. Mm-hmm. But not if they found out after the lockdown. Right. That's a good point. You too. know? Yeah. Right. I mean, I agree. And, it, yeah. I mean, I agree it didn't have any permanent effects. Uh, I just thought, like, maybe that day, that afternoon, um, 
that evening, um, Lane called him. He was still kind of shook because it was still it was still kind of you know, emotionally. It was still even though they were okay, it wasn't a real shooter. It was still. I mean, mm-hmm. they were put through the ringer that day emotionally. So I think they bring it up the next episode too. Well, yeah, it's, it's was a, it all? It was something that was kind of played out through the rest of the season, but once the season, and more so with Sue than anybody else, right? But they they kind of swept that storyline under the rug pretty quickly, though. Mm-hmm. Well, and yeah. oh, sorry, I keep talking okay. over yeah, you guys. I'm so awesome. sorry. Okay. <laughs> so, um, I, I guess it's, that's an opportunity for fake writers too. Oh yeah. Absolutely. If you want to take that thread and pull at it, I think. What is your phone call that night? And I, I'm guessing though, what kind of trumps that, unfortunately, um, is the kid's death. I think that yes. real tragedy um, kind of takes the place of what kind of forced emotions Shooting Star was supposed to give us. Um, but that's just my opinion. <laughs> no, I agree with that. So. Um, anything else about season four before I kind of turn it to the only last thing I want to say is that, you know, if you look at Kurt's actions within all or nothing and stuff like that, the, the proposal itself was never a thing that he would have had an issue with. I think he loves surprises, surprise, romantic things. And that seems in character to me. So definitely. Yeah. Um, all right, so like moving on in through season five, though, I mean, we did talk about the, the proposal on him not being ready, and then we get Finn's death. And I think, you know, maybe because Leah Michelle wanted to take a back seat, this opening of season five, where we get we get Kurt wanting to to you know first he's you know kind of eating and you know just watching television and whatnot, and then he's going out and he's making a band and trying to create something for himself. I think there's a lot of Kurt's story there, even if it isn't a an overarching arc. He gets these little episodic things. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. mm-hmm. So I feel like his emotional story is a little bit better handled through the first, oh, through all of season five, but through that first half. Um, I, I guess it all kind of ties together pretty well. Of course, there'd always see more. I mean, Elliot's a great character, and introducing him to be a friend that was missing in season four. Um, you, you get the sense, to me, at least I get the sense in season five, that he is just acclimated to his world better. And so mm-hmm. it would have been nice to see him living in it. And and I guess we do get to see that in, in the New York arc, but in the first part. Yeah. Well, there's that, you know, scene where he gets the tattoo and he's at work and showing it off and it just looks very comfortable. It looks like he's got friends there, you know, um, talking to them casually. I really loved that little that little moment there. Yes. So how do you guys feel, though? One thing season five did is they kind of dropped Miata. Um, we yeah. get the diner set. We get kind of a friends-y, apartment-y, working thing. Um, did you guys, would you have wanted to see more Niata or, or Kurt's performance career, or et cetera, et cetera? Yes. Um, yeah, more of his performance career, definitely. But then they would have had to make him a more central plot line. Yeah, it's true. Right. I mean, I don't, there, don't, say, I don't know, which I'd be, have been fine with, but... Maybe Her not. argument is always there could be more Kurt. So if we're going to make it more central, <laughs> that's going to be fine with me. <laughs> right. 
whatever. Yeah, I mean, it would have been interesting. Yeah, it's this weird. You know, there was so much um, Rachel at Niata, you know, um, but with Kurt, it seems like we know more about his interactions with Niata before he gets in. Yeah, than, mm-hmm. I agree. Than after. Uh, yeah, I guess when, when Blaine gets into Niata, then we see it a little more again. Um, I mean, in terms of him, when he's. Th- him settling in. I mean, obviously we saw it a little with the, when he was comparing the out at a high school and dating Adam, but yeah, in season five, I felt like we didn't see very much of it. So. Yeah. Like, I think it would have been interesting to see a, like Kurt kind of, he, he's got this band, but how does that fit in with what he's trying to do at Diata? I mean, do we right. ever really get a sense of what, I mean, we get the fashion sense, but we get a sense of what kind of performer Kurt wants to be. Because, you know, he does, in season three, he throws out this, like, I'm not the leading man material. I understand that. Um, But, I don't know. No, we don't hear that at all. I don't think we really get that sense from anybody except Rachel. Yeah. Sorry, wow, I didn't catch what you said. Oh, and how does he have time for all this stuff? Yeah, I, you know, part of this, we don't get much about any of the separation. Well, I guess we do with Mercedes a little, but I I feel like when, when Glee started and maybe I'm getting way too meta here, but you know, (laughs) that it it was supposed to be focused on that, whatever, on, on the Mr. Shoe character. Mm -hmm. And then they just kind of realized they had done the most dramatic, interesting story about Mr. Shoe in the first (laughs) half of season one. You know, and, and, and so, and, and the people did really like the, the kids. So they started focusing more on the kids. I, I don't think they ever had this plan to go outside of McKinley, Mm-mm. you know, and we see, and I didn't expect that when I started watching Glee in the first two, three seasons, and I was hearing about, oh, they're going to follow Finn, Rachel and, and, and Kurt after graduation. I was like, that's so weird. Isn't the, isn't this a, isn't this a show about high school? You know, um, not that I object to having seen Chris Colfer for twice as long, but um, it's just, and so I, that maybe there wasn't as much of a, you know, Rachel is saying she's going to be a Broadway star from the beginning, but all of them started out in high school and nobody really, most people don't know what they want to do in high school. And maybe the writers never figured it out. Like mm-hmm. yeah. or they they didn't they never expected any of these people besides Rachel to pursue or maybe Mercedes to pursue a, a career in the performing arts. They're kids who enjoy singing. Exactly. And so, and so they hadn't built that into the character and then maybe they never figured out like how how to build that into the character when they hadn't planned it from the first. I don't know. No, you're yeah. you're dead on, I think. And I think the what happened is that they kind of wrote themselves into a corner in this, everybody has to be a performer thing that they decided yeah. except for Sam and, and Mercedes has a different kind of performance, but nobody right. could go into music education. Nobody went into like behind the scenes, whatever. Nobody went into, I mean, Kurt didn't even really go into fashion. They were so right. stuck on this whole, you know, let's make them all performers thing that it felt like it kind of ended up in a, 
you know, wrote them in a corner. And so they just kind of dropped it. I mean, like Kurt's not even the worst one. I mean, you look at Santana and Brittany, like what the frick are they going to do the rest of their lives? Well, we're not going to talk about that. Let's just get them married and happily ever after. And (laughs) (laughs) so, um, yeah, I think they just were like, they, they knew what they wanted Rachel to do, which was be on, on, uh, on Broadway and, but then they didn't really know what to do after that because they, I, I'm wondering if, if Ryan Murphy, like kind of had like a three year vision and then was like, yeah, whatever happens, happens. And I, I, well, he certainly was getting involved in a lot of projects around three year three. And yes, I mean, I, I think his story that he wanted to tell, which is the reason why season four brings in all the newbies is that high school story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, you know, and, and I think we also, you know, we had that rumor that there was going to be a spinoff. Mm-hmm. And, it's, and I believe there was some real talk about having the New York spinoff and then it didn't happen. And, you know, so then that turns into let's shove the, shove that spinoff into our storyline as we can make it. And so then it starts feeling fragmented and I don't think it's as well developed as, as it would have been, should it have been a spinoff series. Yeah. yeah we, we, got a few, we did get a few um, hints of what Kurt might do in the future. Well, like it was um, season three when he's talking to Bird about West side story, he suggests um, writing his own material Mm-hmm. Um, just, yeah, but Chris I, put the kibosh on that real might, quick. <laughs> yeah, which, it might be a, a shout out to Chris Colfer. I think Ryan wanted him to write a novel or something, <laughs> and Chris was like, "No." Um, and then, and then he ends up writing. I guess him and Blaine um, in the finale, we find out that they are writing. No, they're writing their own or doing their own stuff now. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, in a deleted line, um, he was he has a, his own fashion line called Hummel Brag. So there's these little hints that he is. Can do he does do other things or does want to do other things in addition. So I have to say that, and when we find out that what is it, their award-winning performances of the first same sex, uh, yeah, edition of, of Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf, and I'm like, okay, I did not think maybe Blaine, maybe Blaine, but I did not think Kurt was interested in that kind of acting. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't even, I, yeah. It's, I think that was just the, the, the just writers like, coming up with something that they thought was funny. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Um, I have to also wonder if Leah Michelle had not been as beloved to Ryan Murphy as she was, let's say it's a different actress entirely. Uh, I wonder if they would have just graduated all of those kids mm-hmm. and just started fresh with season four and not even done anything. Because I think the reason we got New York after the spinoff kind of fizzled um, was because Ryan Murphy didn't want to get rid of Leah. And because mm-hmm. I just, I don't see them continuing well, but, on. But they had a, they had a contract, right? Going through season four, at least maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know. Because, I don't know. because it was, you know, season three when um, there was the hack where Chris Colfer announced on Twitter that he was had been fired from the show and no, no longer that appearing was, in it. Was that, that season was, two or season? Nope. W- that was season five. After season five, before no, season. it was earlier than that. I believe it was before. It was, it was the summer between season um, season three and five, four and five. I think it was, was there season three and four. Or no, maybe because it was, maybe it was the five, season. Six. 
It was five and six because I remember um, I, we had just gotten done with season five and we didn't know if they were breaking up or not. And we got this hack and I said, oh, this is how I feel about that. I don't want to watch the last season. I'll just catch it on DVD. So uh, that, was that was before yeah. then. Oh, no, it was right <clears throat> season four. You're uh, right. Yeah, because I, I was, mean, th- yep, I think there was another thing. Um, there was another <clears throat> time when they said Corey, Leah, and Chris had been, quote-unquote, fired. But that was yeah. because of the spinoff thing. So there was something different there that you might can be conflating with, I think. I don't know. Maybe. But, but I, I know okay, for a it was fact 2014. It was, yeah, that was between five and six. Yeah, I do remember that because I had a Tumblr. I had just gotten a Tumblr. <laughs> and my timeline blew up. <laughs> Somehow I missed that whole thing. I wonder if oh, I was out of the gosh. or what. Yeah. That's, it was a funny thing because everybody was like freaking out. And Chris was in the air oh, I flying right. over. <laughs> and he, for like 10 hours or something, he gets back and he's like, oh. <laughs> you have to deal with this shit. Oh, he uh, was bad. Yeah. Anyway, um, so uh, going back to season five, we get this big giant jump between when June and graduation and whatnot, and then New New York, which you can argue it's either the fall or the winter or whatever. It, it doesn't really matter at the end of the day. Um, it's six to nine months of time, and I don't know. What do you guys have for head cannons and what happened in that time period? Blurry ones. <laughs> <laughs> no head cannons. <laughs> wait, so sorry. Wait, was between? Yeah, wait. So is this in the at the mid season? Yeah, this is I the can't remember when break. that happened. It was mid season. Okay. Yeah. So like they have the graduation of Blaine. And Kurt's still doing his thing. He's got a band. He's hanging out with Elliot. And right, um, so there's basically a summer between. Right. Right. Yeah, that whole thing was so confusing. It really but, was, <laughs> especially when you don't really know when they started back up in New York and why are they doing this in the middle of the school year and or middle of the the you know yeah. run of the show and. I don't know. Are there? How about I phrase it this way? Do you think there are things that would have been interesting to see on screen? Let's say we had a, let's say season four actually ended with the graduation stuff, and we pick up in season five, and Kurt and Blaine have moved in together or whatnot. Are there things that would have been interesting to see? I would have liked to see them. You know, more of the. Um, so we got a, we got a hint of it with um, the new 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 York, and that um, you make me feel so young. More of that like domestic fiancés thing. Mm-hmm. And maybe the decision that's about moving in together. Well, that's, they say that's what all up. the fans want to see. <laughs> they said they the didn't have conversation. <laughs> I said they they said they didn't have one. So that did you mean like the moment where they're like, okay, we're moving in together. And yeah, they just assume yeah. that's what you do. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. I, I think there's a reason that stuff doesn't end up on television because in fanfic, yeah, we can take one moment in time and write 5,000 words on it. But um, right. TV, it doesn't necessarily work. So right. I don't know. I mean, beyond that, we could have created more stories for them. I'm not sure how much I feel is actually missing from that time right. period. Yeah. Right, you got a good point. Yeah, except I, I think, for 
since Ryan Murphy was doing his revolutionary thing with seasons and not having a year all <laughs> within a year, we're going to see God. the summer vacations. You know, we yeah. can see what they do in the yes. summer. And we just, so that, that to me, not that there's anything specific, but it would just would have been like, hey, since you're screwing around with all this stuff anyway, why not, you know, why not, why not show the summer? <laughs> you know, something oh. in the summer. I'm sure things happen in the summer and, and and they're all attached at the hip all summer anyway because they're a inter they're a codependent glee club. So hey, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly. It um, actually would have been really interesting having moving that story to the you know New York story to the summer because yeah. I think a lot of it could have been done right after. Blaine and co arrived to New York city. And because a lot of it is about discovering themselves and discovering who they are. And so that's one of the reasons why it felt a little off was that it was supposed to be something, you know, nine months after we've seen it. And you're like, really nine months later, you haven't quite, you haven't figured this out here. You know, it felt like a storyline that should have happened a month after they had moved there. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, and I know a lot of people complained that there weren't enough happy moments between Kurt and Blaine um, in New York arc, which whatever, we can argue about semantics later. But like, I I think that having a, you know, doing a summer where they're kind of in this honeymoon period of, oh, everything's going to be just fine. And and maybe doing some more setup of maybe everything's not so much fine or, or just fun summer stories or just some kind of fun things to happen that gives these characters more development um, before they thrust them into the New York arc. Because it is jarring to go straight from, you know, the end of the school year and everybody's sad because the Glee Club is over to, hey, we're in New York now. It's a whole new show, guys. Right. Get on board. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. So, yeah. Um, season, the end of season five, the whole New York arc, I feel like we got quite a bit, though. I mean, since everything was so the the nice thing about the New York arc is that there's six, seven characters in it. And when you have a smaller cast, you are able to have those moments. Um, What do you guys think about, I mean, do you think that they did a good job of fleshing out it? I mean, maybe the two extra episodes that we lost because of Corey's death might've been interesting just to uh, just have a couple more beats in there. But what do you guys think? Yeah. I mean, there was some good stuff. I like the fact that we actually, saw Kurt and Blaine fighting uh, instead of just breaking up or, you know, Mm -hmm. we saw more of the process of like their relationship issues rather than having to read them all between the lines and then having the stuff hit the fan. Um, uh, And uh, I liked the Kurt and Elliot friendship. That was in the second half of season five more, right? Mm-hmm. A little bit more. Yeah. It was sprinkled. He had, what, like five episodes? And most of them were, like, in the middle of season five. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think it would have been, had the, this is going to sound probably a little weird, but I think it would have been interesting if they had those, like, two extra episodes or, you know, the whole season for Kurt to have 
storylines that weren't with Blaine. I mean, I love Blaine. I love the relationship. I love mm-hmm. what we got. But it would have been yeah. fun to see like a Kurt and Mercedes story or even a Kurt and Sam story or what are yeah. Kurt and Artie doing and connecting. Well, and- that's what happened in Old Dog New Trick. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> that one time. Yeah. That one time. Um, and just having, you know, or, you know, what are Kurt's, does he have more adventures at Vogue? Does he have more, you know, I think everybody in the New York art got paired off in a way. Yeah. And yeah. it would have been nice to see different kinds of pairings to, to, you know, make things a little different and newer. And again, I would still keep all the clean stuff. I really enjoy it and I love it, but it would have been interesting to just expand on these other kinds of relationships that there that are there. Yeah. So. I agree 100%. Yay. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that kind of, like, season five doesn't, it's interesting because the stuff that's kind of missing out of season five doesn't feel as incomplete the way season four does. Um, and I would, like, I guess that moves us into season six. Um, and so we get this <laughs> conversation. And, again, I will plug my fic because I do it every single time. Um, with every broken bone <laughs> because I go over it. Um, but I am open to other interpretations. I mean, I'm so set in my own head canons that like whatever, that there can be plenty of interpretations. You get, you know, Kurt and Blaine, they're living together, it's not working, you know, they break up, and then there's summer between seasons five and six. And what is the thought process? I mean, how does Kurt get to the point where he's like shit i've ruined something big i have to go back and fix this and i don't know do you think that it's something that could have been or should have been more developed on the show or would you like to see more process there i think it would have killed me to watch it but (laughs) um i mean i i mean this is how so much a kurt story is told is in small snippets and and it would have been nice to see it, but I also feel like I I got it, you know, with what they showed, with the you know him trying to um, make it happen and get over Blaine, and then realizing very quickly that that was not something that was going to be able to happen for him. Getting into season six, the the thing about season six, I feel about season five, I actually think that they did Kurt's um, story pretty well. Um, I think the only kind of dropped ball thing, and I and is the right before the wedding stuff where um, Kurt makes the final decision, like, no, I want to be with Blaine, and not so much about whether he wants to get married or not, but like, just there needed to be just another scene in there somewhere. Yeah, for me personally, for to so my 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 personal view is that at some point that we didn't see was Blaine told him that he broke things off with David, and that was all that Kurt needed to say, say lovey to um, Walter Walter and take him back. Yeah. So, well, let's take a second in my fix. So. <laughs> Let's talk about um, Walter for a second. I mean, this is such an interesting thing because I think it is different than Adam. Um, and, and my own personal headcanon is Walter, he knows what Walter is. Walter isn't going to be some long-term thing. He's not mm-hmm. really even a rebound the same way either. I think that he's just, hey, this is something fun to do while I wait around in my 
depressive feelings about wanting Blaine back, but I can have fun yeah. still. So, yeah. And I know a lot of people like, I kind of like Walter too. Um, maybe a little differently than I like Adam, but like, I don't know. He was a funny guy. I don't think anything uber serious happened between the two of them, but like, yeah, they, it, you know, I yeah, I agree. So, yeah, I um, think Kurt was learning how to make friends as an adult, you mm-hmm. know, and that's, so that's you know, and he's like, well, we can date. It doesn't have to be serious. You know, you can just date and end up being friends. Exactly. You know? I think he. I think that's how he was interested in Walter. Was like, you're an interesting person, and I want to hang out with you. Exactly. I'm going to marry you. Exactly, which is fine. And I think part of growing up is understanding those kind of relationships. Like, hey, you're a really interesting person. I don't need to be sexually attracted to you. I mean, not that this is not that, but like, or I don't have to be into you romantically or whatever. I mean, you can have these unique, interesting kind of friendships that maybe started off as dating or started off as something weird or whatever. I don't know. It's it's. I'm glad that Kurt was able to continue to have a you know a world around him where he meets new people and because i feel like he and walter probably keep in touch every once in a while it's mm-hmm. not like a it was I, i'm pretty sure he and adam didn't so um i don't know no i like yeah. that too that we got to see we got to see her you know, dating more than one person i mean most people do date more than one person in their life yeah so and I most people have that- more than one sexual partners as well so i mean okay. Or at least, or at least try to date somebody. You don't have other interests. You know, not just you no know, one person for your whole life. So it was nice to see Kurt get all the other characters too. They got to, well, most of the other characters, they got to have some kind of mid game relationship or love interest. So it was nice to see Kurt having that too. Mm-hmm. I think my thing. I know there was always a lot of backlash from like. Uh, I say cleaners if I'm not one of them. Like, I just that, oh, you know, you can only date Blaine and only have sex with Blaine. And I'm like, eh, I, no, I don't think that's the healthiest thing. I mean, I do, I, like you guys said, I'm really glad that Court had other experiences because I do think that's an important thing to to have. And, and I, I, as a character, I'd want him to have these different experiences so that, you know, um, when he decides to, you know, have Blaine as his partner, he's more informed than just, hey, we're destined to be together, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, that, that think, kind of talk, yeah. Oh, sorry, were you going to say something? I was, but you no, can I, finish your thought no. first. Okay, well, I was going to say that kind of talk about Burke can only be, I mean, Burke, Bur- oh my God, Burke <laughs> 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 can only be Blaine. Oh, no, that's the answer. <laughs> those religious abstinence only classes where they teach you, you know, if you kiss somebody, if you kiss another person other than your spouse, and it's like, you know, you're like a chewed up piece of gum after, or, you know, it uh-huh. really yeah, that, 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 that kind of thing kind of, it reminds me of that. So I think that's why it's a turn off. Yeah. yeah. I think those who were more verbal about that were the younger crowd. Right. Um, the more more of the criticism that I heard based on, you know, my Tumblr followers was this unhappiness that Kurt really wasn't having a mid-game romance. That, yeah. you know, um, mm-hmm. Adam um, was a character who was there for a couple of episodes and it seemed asexual. And then he's, you know, seeing this older guy 
um, again, not really having a romance or a connection with him. It's just some filler guy. And so that was yeah. more of the more of the criticism than I saw rather than, you know, having somebody um, be a mid-game romance. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like, it, wait, is it true? No, I guess with Danny was okay, but in general it seems like Glee's not very pro mid-game romance. No. Uh, like, usually they just turn out to be horrible or very bad matches. I wasn't yeah. convinced that, Bro- that Brody was evil, just that he was, like, making a lot of mistakes in communication. But, yeah, but the portrait, how we're supposed to maybe view that character is, oh, just awful. So, like, Rachel can't have an okay mid-game, you know, mm. whatever. I guess maybe, yeah, anyway. No, I agree with you. I, I think it's one of... Um, one of the pitfalls they just didn't Glee's and I kind of just take issue with Glee's whole idea of you know your first t- the first person you sleep with is the you know epitome of everything because they just kept circling back to like Santana and Finn um, a lot which you yeah. know, that's I guess it's a whole different story but like they put so much emphasis on the first person you have these sexual and romantic linkage uh-huh. to that I, right. I, I think it's uh, ugh, it gets into icky places. Which is kind of funny, considering the main plot that it started with, where that was Will and Terry's relationship, and it Mm -hmm. was just falling apart. Yeah, exactly. She was his first love, the first, you know, the only person he'd slept with, blah blah blah, and then, you know, they had this really unhealthy relationship. Mm -hmm. I do. It is hilarious, actually, when you look back on it and you see like this weird change from you know, the toxicity of, of uh, Terry and Will to the, the almost like idolization of the first love romance with mm-hmm. all of the other characters that it has later on. Um, it's, I'm like, what, what's happening here, guys? Like, when do you guys change your mind? But it's a kind of a slow, like pivot on that, but it is, it is there. And I do. Mm-hmm. Um, it, uh, yeah. I, I mean, I mean, it, Quinn it and Puck. Be, yeah. Quinn and Puck is supposed to be, you know, they end up together. I'm like, really? Really? <laughs> Quinn isn't going to go off and find somebody so much better? I but know. no, it's because sh- she slept with him first. I, I don't know. I don't even know. Uh, you know, wow, I actually want to ask you about something you said about the season four stuff. And I'm, so I'm curious as to, um, you mentioned you, like, if, had, if Kurt had had um, some more something that it would have helped you with the reconciliation with Blaine, um, do you feel satisfied with the season six stuff, or would you still have wanted to see more, and what of? Wait, with the season six reconciliation, is that what you said? Yeah, because you were talking about with the season four, you wish you had seen more. Um, do you feel uh, okay uh, with the season six reconciliation, or would you have wanted to see more with that? Or I guess, how do you feel about that kind of stuff? I could have used another episode, but this time it made more sense to me. Like, I just, the, the engagement to me was just like way too fast. And, um, or, or, you know, you can have an engagement and then figure things out. I just felt like they never figured things out. So then when they did mm-hmm. break up at the beginning of season six, it was like, oh, I didn't know that was going to happen. But it makes sense. Mm-hmm. I think it was kind of stupid. You know, they, <laughs> they, they didn't have to create the arc that way. And it seems that that's how they like to create drama. Or like, oh, we don't know how to make this exciting. Let's break people mm-hmm. up. 
but you know, it wasn't like it came out of the blue. Um, completely. I mean, obviously they had issues, but then also by the end of season five, it seemed like they were working through a lot of them mm-hmm. and they were communicating. So, so, so then we find out retroactively at the beginning of season six, all of a sudden they're not communicating. Um, you know, I guess in season six, we don't, we don't see like that, the communication that happens, but I'm happy to assume that it did because I see a lot of Kurt's, um, emotional journey and like, uh, you know, understanding that that that's the person he wants to be with, even if he's angry at Blaine sometimes, or, you know, they're not, they're not a perfect match, but they're the match that he wants, you know? Mm-hmm. Yep. Cool. I just, I like hearing your opinion on things because I know that you are very much a Kurt fan and, and coming from that point of view more so than any kind of a, a cleaner or a Blaine fan or whatnot. So we don't have a lot of people on the podcast that are, you know, you know, Kurt first and only and stuff like that. So sometimes it's really interesting <laughs> to get that kind of perspective and I appreciate it. So, um, but yeah. Um, so yeah, we kind of uh, get to the end of season six and we get this happily ever after, but um, let's talk about Kurt and post the series. I mean, what happens to, to him? I mean, I don't know. Well, there's like, the baby. <laughs> now talk about something. Mm-hmm. Like I feel a little, t- I, I mean, yeah, I get babies and marriage and it's cute and everything, but I'm like, they're 26. Yeah. Man, them- young. I mean like 40, 50 years ago, like, that was a you know, most people. I mean, a lot of people got married at age 20, 21 years That's old. That's true. And my babies for that was nowadays my experience. Most people I'd say, like, born after 1975, 1970, where they didn't get married until if they got married at all, it, was, it wasn't until after 30. So, mm-hmm. it's, so that was so it was unusual for someone their age to do that. By, by the time I was 25, all of my friend groups had kids. So yeah, that's that true. was not a, it's not out of for me, yeah, but, um, it certainly isn't something that I would have expected from Kurt and Blaine. Yeah. And while the I fanfic, expected them to have kids, I certainly didn't see it right, right away. Yeah. I mean, for all the daddy fanfic or whatever, <clears throat> like I did, did either of them want to be parents? I mean, yeah. did we ever get the sense from right. that? And, and some pe- I mean, I think a lot of people, I, I don't know. I mean, not that you're necessarily discussing it in high school, but but there weren't even any, co- were, well, were, were there any comments ever about, oh, when I have kids or I? No, not I really. No. I mean, yeah, Blaine, so. yeah, Blaine talks about wanting to like teach kids. Yeah. Um, but there's never been any, yeah, I, I think it was, I get it. I get where it's coming from and, and, and it's fine. I mean, I think Ryan Murphy really yeah. took Kurt as a, you know, Hey, mm-hmm. I'm successfully married and I have a kid. And they kind of projected that on yeah. Elaine a little bit. Um, yeah. and, and I'm not like unhappy with it or anything. It's just, mm-hmm. it's, they would, they could have been a fine, happy functioning couple without children as well too. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, I just I just want to figure that at that stage in their career, they're still very young and still very new mm-hmm. in their career. I thought they'd want to take more time to become more established. Yeah. But apparently yeah. they're rich, so they can hire people to help them. <laughs> I don't know. The funny thing or, that makes it a little weird talking about all of these um the futures is that Glee went and gave the, you know, one hundred percent best possible ending to everybody. 
And so you get these like, you know, Rachel's getting awards and Mercedes getting record deals and Kurt and Blaine get the domestic bliss. And so it doesn't leave any room for, you know, there are moderate successes. I mean, because in this kind of hyper fantasy world that is Glee, you're going to have to have that big ending. But at the same time, I think the story is a little more interesting if you dialed it back and just let them be kind of a, you know, uh, what they just kind of a, and I don't say mediocre or medium in a bad way, but just had a, a, a more organic flow of things. I don't think everybody that came out of that high school was going to be uber successful. And I don't think it lessened mm-hmm. them if they, for example, decided to have more of it, you know, what if, you know, Kurt and Blaine became family people and, you know, maybe they did, weren't the best performers ever, but they were happy in their domestic life or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I think Glee in that finale was really trying to be timeless of just showing. (laughs) True. Well, I mean, they've always had problems with time. That's Glee magical world where it exists all at the same time and it doesn't at the same time, too. But anyhow, I think that, you know, this was, yes, we put a label on that this is happening in five years, but it really could be 10 years. It could be 15 years. It's just to show you that. They are happy and everything is going to turn out okay for them. And that's going to include having a family and it's going to have uh, a successful, um, you know, off Broadway and Broadway and fashion design. I mean, we're supposed to believe all of that happened in five years. I mean, (laughs) really, you know, so it really is supposed to be, here's your happy ending. We'll put a, we'll put a time of, Five years, we're all coming back to celebrate together. You know what's kind of fascinating? I'm just thinking about this now. Like, this kind of, you know, we, we get this vision of Kurt and Blaine being these uber successful people and a happy marriage and, and kids and, and, and productive careers. And I'm looking at Chris Cole for himself and how he had this meteor this uh, meteor how do you, this huge shoot because i can't say the word apparently um yeah. up to fame and um and he's you know he's nominated for emmys and has a really successful television career and then writes this best-selling book and becomes this huge children's author and then you know like and this isn't it too this is not to drag on chris at all because i still think he's doing he's doing things but like and then he's kind of like, okay, he had all that. And then he's backed off and he's quiet and he's just writing and he's just doing one thing. But being a hermit. I, being a hermit. But I think it's fascinating that, like, like you know, there are what I think there are some interesting stories on where do you go from there? Like, mm-hmm. the Glee spinoff that's never going to happen is, okay, you had all of this success. Now what happens? Like, you know, it. I, I, maybe I'm just cynical and I, I'm not as much of a fan of the happily ever after huge, you know, but uh, it, when, if you're, if you're going to tell more story, uh, maybe there's something darker in there that could be explored. But but isn't that, isn't that Rachel's story that we have at the end of season five where she gets everything oh, she yeah. wants and, you know, mm-hmm. and then it turns dark where it's, it's not what she wants, you know, being mm-hmm. on being on funny girl is hard mostly because I think she's grieving and hasn't dealt with that. And then, you know, she gets her um, TV pilot that doesn't work out and she, you know, it's all that anguish that we're supposed to be seeing. Yeah. So I'm not sure that <clears throat> I, I, I'm not sure that Glee could come back for a spinoff and have it fill 
mm-hmm. or or a reunion and have it feel fresh because I feel like they already kind of told that story too. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. Mm-hmm. I don't I personally don't need or want Glee to come back. And I that sounds like a horrible thing to say, but I feel like they ended it in a good place. The story itself is done. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they could bring anything back or tell us any more story that I feel that we need, you know? I I I feel like they wrapped it up very nicely. And and I I think that's part of what I was saying of the last episode feeling timeless that we have. They've gotten all of this kind of success. And yes, we've put it in this very compressed time thing, but it's supposed to say, here's how their future is looking like. Mm-hmm. Maybe to hold off from doing a reunion. I don't know. I don't think it'll happen. No, Chris will not be there. I know that for sure. <laughs> has he has he written off all public appearances or acting? Mostly. <laughs> oh, I don't know. He still shows up for any kind of like any kind of author event, or he'll do things that promote various charities. Um, but for yeah. the most part, he has not gone outside yeah, with Glee, I feel like he's I feel like I I understand he feels like he's outgrown Glee. It's behind you know it's yeah. you know it's behind him now it's you know I it's, think it's, I it's think in happening. ten years he'll show up for you know the the um entertainment weekly photo oh, yeah. shoot. You know, right, and right. there'll be lots of behind the scenes little chatter that'll happen there and it'll be a cute little reunion. I mean I think yes he'll show up for that. But a full <laughs> Reunion, you know, redo series. I don't think that's right. why well, I don't going think to any happen. of them really want to do what that. What about a reunion no. album? Oh my, I would, you know, that's the tricky part because oh, I, he, be awesome. <laughs> his issues with his voice are ridiculous. I don't know because he's got such a beautiful voice, and yes. I don't know who has been telling him all these years that he can't sing, but um, I would hope <laughs> that they would talk him into it. <laughs> Um, I don't know. It depends on how much, you know, Kevin and Jenna and, and Amber are like, do it. <laughs> right. Um, so actually, I'm sorry, bringing it back to season six, I realized mm-hmm. we didn't talk about the sexy elevator and the amazing character development that happened there. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, no. Let's no I don't know. Later. I just, for some reason, had a flash of that scene, like, while we were talking. I don't know why. And then I was like, uh-huh. oh, I think I was thinking about Sue. What was Sue's happy ending in the final episode? But I didn't she, say that because she's vice president of the United States. That's right. Yes. Remember, that, right. And we remember, remember 2015. That's Jeb Bush was like, more... oh, yeah. Like, someone like Sue would never get elected. That's so crazy. <laughs> we were oh, so man. Kind of, and then, uh, um, yes. when, when, when the election of Trump was so absurd that even uh-huh. we could not conceive of it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sweet summer child. Oh, my I know. God. We were so. Um, it's so naive. Um, yeah, so the elevator stuff, I always, uh, just anything fun you can put in there. There's a, uh, man, the elevator stuff. Uh, that is, I understand. They did a, a good amount of what they needed to, but man, your imagination can go wild with whatever you want. Uh, <laughs> elevators. I guess, you know, Kurt realized he was madly in love with, or wait, where did Blaine realize he was madly in love with Kurt? Oh, wait, both. That both. Was- both yeah. did. The elevator is a metaphor. <laughs> 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 they were trapped in a box and they managed to somehow 
live in a box together and it's fine and mm-hmm. feelings and so that's about all I got. Is there anything else that you, you guys wanted to discuss? No, I can't think of anything. Okay. Awesome. All right. Well, I'm going to go ahead and wrap up. This has been a super fascinating, wonderful conversation. Um, thank you guys all for coming back and, and talking with me about more cart because we can never have enough cart. Yeah, never have enough cart. Uh, <laughs> next week we'll get the Blaine side of things and um, you know, we're uh you know, trudging on to the end. So uh, I hope to see you guys next Sunday. But now they're okay Only me or my You're the apple of my eye Girl, I never loved one like you Found you hiding here So won't you take my hand, darling There's nothing that can stop you From becoming popular Lar Say